Hey, Pond family, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Pond Leaders Podcast. If you haven't checked out the new Pond Leaders website, go to pondleaders.com. A lot of the podcast episodes are there. There's blogs there. And also the free guide I wrote called The Three Pillars to a Profitable Pawn Shop is there for free. Just go to pondleaders.com to check it out. On this episode, we are talking about store security as well as life balance. And you'll kind of realize how those two uh, interact uh, in the conversation I have with our guest that I will introduce to you in just a moment. Uh, Once again, our sponsor is Podium.com. Podium.com is doing such an incredible job to help the pawn industry grow. They really are. Like if people are searching for pawn shops online and they see that pawnbrokers have 100, 200, 300, 400 five-star reviews, that means that they're going to walk into that shop more. And they're going to shop there and they might get loans there and they might even refer them to their friends. Because you see, your online presence is so important, especially your reviews. It's basically what's making business today. It's really helping out the pawn shops who are using Podium to grow. So I've secured a special discount just for the podcast listeners. Go to podium.com slash leaders. Once again, podium.com slash leaders to get 10% off of your monthly subscription to Podium. And what they do, the software that they provide, makes your life so much easier in getting those reviews as opposed to just saying, hey, can I please get a review? So check them out, podium.com slash pollinators. Now, on to our guest. Our guest is the CEO of Izon, has 20 years of experience in designing and implementing electronic security projects for high-risk clients in different areas such as medical marijuana, jewelry, uh, pawnbroking, high-end retail, and hospitality industries. He holds a degree in international business from Florida International University and a degree in electronics from FITO, F-I-T-O, from Brazil. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roberto Doring from Izon. Hey, everyone. My name is Igal Adado, and this is the Palm Leaders Podcast, a podcast to help you make more money, stress less, and live an epic life all while working at the pawn shop. Roberto, welcome to the podcast, my friend. There you go, my pleasure. Yeah, we've known each other. We, we've known each other for a long, long time, um, and I'm so happy to have you here because we want to talk about something that's super important to both of us. To both of us, I think, which is, you know, how security can bridge a better life balance. For the pawnbroker, absolutely, and it's something that I believe strongly in it, and have made part of my life to professionally to to make sure that that happens for as many clients and friends as possible. Awesome. So let's let's get to kind of like your start. How did Izon start, and how did Izon get into the pawn industry? Well, uh, I created Izon with my partner Rafael. Back in 2001, we, we were developing a video management solution, security solution for jewelers, because that's the market that he knew, and I knew the technology that we got together, we started putting something together. And a few years later, I think it's 2004, I was at the JCK in Vegas, the, the jewelry show, and arm brokers stopped by, and they found me there. And that's how it all started. From there, I met Mr. Bruce Harris from AOK, 
Okay. He was my first ever pawn broker client. And the, the rest, you guys kind of know, we <laughs> end up handing in like hundreds of pawn brokers all over the country. Awesome. Very, very cool. So you, you essentially started developing uh, programs for pawn shops and so their stores can be more secure using your technology. Yeah, that's true. But it's, it's really not only about security. I, uh, I strongly believe uh, that a well-run operation is a safer operation. Awesome. So we take the approach of using everything that it is in the secure technology available to actually help pawnbrokers run their pawn shops better. And that brings a level of security that is much higher than just having the cameras and the recordings and thinking that that's a deterrent. You have yeah. to make it a proactive part of management. Got it. So let's talk about that really quick. Let's talk about the security sure. side of it, and then we'll talk about the life balance coming up. So right. you have a lot of pawnbrokers in the nation. I've gone to visit many of them where either they have like a very, very robust system or they kind of buy, you know, a couple of Arlo's or a couple of Nest cameras, put them up and that's security. Now I know as a system. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know I know as as a pawnbroker, you know, many of us have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise in the stores. Some ours and some the clients. And so what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that pawn shops are making when it comes to security at the moment that's hindering them from doing more business or just sleeping at night better knowing that their shops are secure? The biggest mistakes that I can tell in terms of security, and, and, and that goes by the fact that I have, it, I have visited hundreds, if not over thousands of pawn shops around the country. And that is not even pawn shops. It goes for almost every business. Uh, few mistakes. Pawn shops deal with small, difficult to control items like jewelry, just like uh, jewelers. With one aggravation to this process is that they're holding jewelry that do, does not even belong to them. So uh, poor camera coverage is the first mistake that I see. In trying to stick to a lower budget, you end up putting cameras in a position that do not tell the story. Design of a system is absolutely critical. Knowing how to place cameras, sometimes it's not even about how many megapixels you have. I have seen clients that have like the ultra sophisticated, expensive system with cameras that cost them a fortune. And they, don't, they cannot find a piece of jewelry that goes missing. When you could have designed something with cameras that will cost half the price, but they are so well placed that you can tell the story of what happened. So making security pair the operations so you can actually tell the story of what happened is absolutely critical. A lot of fund brokers don't do that. Now, uh, what, do you, what do you mean, just really quick, what do you mean when you say not telling the story? Are you talking about if something goes missing where we can kind of go back into the security system and follow you know, where the object went, who kind of took it? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, it's kind of like having that accountability of the process. Gotcha. It's being able to actually, when I say that the cameras do not tell the story, is because it gets to a point that you lose track of things and you have no way of really figuring out what happened. Okay. So being able to build that system that is bulletproof in terms of accountability is absolutely critical. That's the very first priority. Love it. 
Second one, uh, people don't pay attention to the fact that it doesn't help to see that a, there's a problem with the merchandise on the counter at the moment that they're redeeming an item. They forget that it's extremely important to be able to see when that item was taken in to compare. Yes. How many clients take advantage of pawnbrokers that they say, hey, I brought three rings, you're giving me two back. And if their video only goes back like 30 days or 45 days, but their loans are running for like 60 or 90, you don't have enough video. So I always design solutions that will normally have two times the life of the loan as video storage. And that's another critical thing. It's a little bit more costly. You have to add more hard drives, but those hard drives will pay for themselves easily over the life of the business. I know this from experience, you know, when, when you put it in the systems to our stores, there were multiple times where people tried to switch merchandise on us or they would take the merchandise after redeem and say that we didn't give it to them, um, where, the, where our employees would make a mistake. You know, they'd give them too much money and then they would walk away with it. And we just call them up and say, hey, sir, um, you know, I'm sure you made a mistake we, or we made the mistake. We actually have it on video. Can you please come back in? And within five minutes, the client would come back in, apologize, even if they did it on purpose. But because we had the footage on top of the counter, like you're stating, we were able to deter a lot of theft from money, um, a lot of, um, you know, different items being given, like the wrong item being redeemed. And so I couldn't agree with you more there. So love that one. That's true. And, and, and it is a protection for the business, for the, the clients, and especially for the employees. You have to think as an employee, the, the position of your staff. It's horrible to be on that situation that is my word against the client's word. And we all know in business that sometimes if you have a really good client, sometimes you even will let a little bit of something slide. It's like, it's like when you're dealing with a bar and you give a little bit of extra liquor just to keep the, the person coming. You have the same situation with, with any business. If you want to keep the relationship, sometimes you have to give a little something. Yeah. But knowing that why you're giving, giving a little something instead of just like, uh, you know, reimbursing clients for things that they definitely had no... Uh, reason to, to receive that, they have no real claim, it's bad. And in putting the employees in that situation is horrible. So when I travel and I consult with pawnbrokers and, and I help them see how are the other ways that they can use that video technology, I always say, listen, it, 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 it's, a, it's an excellent protection for the staff because many of them look at sometimes designs that have like a a number of cameras that is higher than what you normally would do if you just call your local guy just to do security because they have no idea how you run a pawn shop. And we understand how the pawn shop is run, so we end up putting more cameras. And I had clients that say, oh, but I'm really concerned about how this is going to be seen by, the, by, the, by my staff. And my answer to this is, it depends on how you're going to use it. So knowing how to use that is absolutely critical and it can actually make employees be the number one fans of the video system. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with that. So um, number one we talked about was placement, right? Like kind of like the plan of the mm -hmm. security system. Number two was cameras above the pawn counters because that will catch what's coming in. And if an employee gives the wrong amount or 
the wrong item, right? What's another mistake that you think that pawn shops are making? Okay, so on those designs, just real quick, you, you need to understand that when you're dealing with small items, your body, the employee's body, everyone's body becomes blind spots. Somebody can just turn their back to a camera and walk towards the safe, but if the camera is just behind them, they can switch an item, nobody will know. If a, if a customer has a piece of jewelry and he turns his back to the camera that is on top of the counter, they can do a switch of the piece and you're never going to see it. Yeah. So the science of eliminating blind spots becomes a little bit more challenging when you're dealing with pawn shops and jewelry stores. So that's one of the things that are critically important. Gotcha. Now, in my view the way the way i work with clients too and again this is not only pawnbrokers that goes for every business i was just touching on that the way you use video how are you going to use your system i i present in seminars i present in conferences i i travel around the country and internationally talking to clients and you're going to put all these cameras you're going to see everything that uh it's happening in your business that is not correct. You're going to see a lot of mistakes. But the real challenge is to catch your employees doing the right thing and showing it. Yeah. yeah. When you do that, you completely change the expectation of what the cameras represent. You actually have employees that are uh, looking forward to be caught doing the right thing and being put on the, on, on the spotlight. And mm -hmm. that's what you need to do. So I said, you need to make a conscious effort as business operator, as manager, as owner, to find those good examples, get that little snip of video and morning meeting. That makes so a huge difference. I think what you just said is brilliant because I know as, as a pawn shop owner, we were always looking for what's going wrong right? Why didn't they say hi to the customer soon enough? Why didn't they give the right amount of change? Why didn't they, you know, write the grams on the envelope? Like all these types of stuff. But if you consciously were to say for every wrong, I want to find two rights and show those, like you said, on the, on the, you know, morning huddle or the weekly meeting or whatever meetings that you have, and you better be having meetings with your staff. Um, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Correct. Then it becomes a tool that they look forward to using and they enjoy it. I think if you go to uh, YouTube and you put in um, cash go pawn and I forgot we did a video with all of our staff and there was a song out that was very, very popular. Um, I forget what it's called, but I'll, I'll, I'll put it into the podcast. I'll put the link into the show notes and we use the camera system. Actually, we, we, we use the camera system to be able to record uh, like a dance that our staff did. And when we did that and we put it on YouTube, they were so excited about the camera system that it just became a plus. So it just reminded me of that. So thank you. So That's the cool. Harlem Shake, there you go. If you put Cash Go Pawn Harlem Shake into YouTube, you'll see the video that we did using the camera systems. So oh, definitely put, put, put that in the, in the notes. That will be yeah. very cool. Uh -huh. So I love that. So again, pawnbrokers, listen, when, when you're talking about security or, or camera systems, I think Roberto is spot on. Make sure that you use it for good as well, as opposed to just for bad, even with clients. Maybe a client does something great 
uh, outside, you know, and, and he gives, you know, money to somebody walking by or just something uh, positive, you can use the system to reward as opposed to just get in trouble. So absolutely. And let me let me just make a comment because you you commented, of course, that you weren't like saying uh, in terms of hard numbers, but you were saying, you know, for every negative, find two positives. Uh, in reality, what I see happen, and again, unfortunately, no matter how much we talk about it, it's a fraction of the actual business owners that end, end up doing this. But the reality is that it's a, it's a process. In the beginning, you might find like 10 wrong things, and you will find one good example. But if you take the time to pick that one good example, it's just, just focusing on resolving the 10 wrong things, and that one good example you present it to the team. What happens is that next week, maybe you're, gonna, maybe you're gonna have two examples, three examples, and eventually the, what happens at the end is that over time, you have a staff that is more proactive, works better, have a better attitude, the culture of the business improves, and you have a much higher percentage or a much easier time finding the good examples, and your number of problems will diminish. And one, one, one example I just came up with was, you know, if you have a staff member who's walking into the store and picks up a piece of garbage, right, that's in the parking Correct. lot, not, not everybody does that. So if you find them doing that and you show that video at a meeting and you say, hey, thank you for that, maybe more people will do that and you'll have a less dirty parking lot. You know, that, that type of an example. Love it. So, Roberto, I, I love that example. And I think that, you know, if you've got a, if you a palm broker with a staff, find the good using your system, not just, you know, the people who are trying to rob and steal and, and break into your shop. I love that. And that's worth every penny right there for whatever you invest in. Now, Roberto, let's go into kind of talking about technology, right? Correct. What type of technology is out there that maybe some people don't know about that would make a palm broker's life easier? Well, um, from, from my perspective, on the video technology are things that, that Aizen does and a few other companies can do too, which is, for example, what helps you be able to find the wrong and the, and the good much easier, like the point of sales integrations. When we're integrated with the, with the POSs in the industry or multiples in multiple industries, uh, you know, time is money. Management time is money. When the police comes in and needs video from, a, from somebody, you have that manager stopped in the back sometimes looking at video two through two, three hours. When you can have that done in five minutes and have the manager back on the floor talking to clients. So integration is a critical thing. Uh, be able, again, on my perspective, I'm a huge fan of traffic counts, being able to measure business performance based not on how many sales, pawns, loans, buys you make, but actually how many people walk through the door and compare that to the volume of business that you generate. That's, that's a measure in all industries. Every retail and financial systems look for those type of measurements, and it's something that is out there. So hold on. Let me, let me, I want to stop you there. Just to clarify that for those of you listening, what a traffic count is, it, it counts the amount of traffic walking into your store, and then you can basically look at how many transactions you wrote that day to see what percentage of people that you're closing. And Correct. that way you can train your staff to sell better, to write better loans. Because if you have, let's say, you know, 25 people walking through the door and only 12 transactions were written that day, that's 50% closing. 
close rate. How can we improve that close rate? And that's a great number to know. This is how many people walked in. This is what I closed. And that's what the traffic counter does. Correct? Correct. And the question becomes, what happened to the other people that were in the store? So then you can actually watch some video and understand what happened with the, those clients. Were we so busy on the counter that people walked in, took a look, saw the line and left? Were they browsing around the store unnoticed, which is even not only a customer service issue, but a huge security issue? Of course. So there's, there's many things that you can look at moments of low conversion and understand what's going on, both from a business volume perspective, but also from a security perspective. And, and the example for the integration, just in case people don't know what that is, basically where uh, the software integrates with a POS, like the Pawn POS is out there. So if somebody comes in and says, hey, um, I did a transaction a month ago, the transaction number is 123, you can go back into the system and type transaction 123 and that, you know, five minute we'll clip will pop video. up. Awesome. As opposed to you having to go back and fast forward and see where the person is and make sure that you got the right video. Cool. Okay. Or the police comes and say, hey, you had a client by the name of John Edwards here last week and I want to see all transactions that he did with a pawn shop. You just plug in John Edwards on the system and you bring all the video clips of the transactions that John Edwards made. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and obviously, that's a huge speed up process of, of the use of video. Yeah, and obviously I believe that all these types of things save you money. Like they may cost a little bit more in the, in the forefront, but it saves you money long run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, talking about other technologies that are out there that are interesting too, we, we're playing around, for example, with Wi-Fi technology. Get to the point of, uh, you know, attracting the millennials to the store. The new, the new client base out there. And, and, you know, all they do is through their phone. It's like with my, with my young adult kids. I can barely talk to them. I have to text them. <laughs> Sometimes we're even sitting in the couch watching a movie and we're texting each other instead of talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's how our lives became. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, these guys walk into the store. They might not want to go and take a number to get in line. You know, uh, very soon they will be able to just, you know, uh, click on their phone and, and get the appointment or click on their phone and browse through the store and the phone will tell them when it's time to go to the counter. That oh, kind that's of awesome. So those technologies are available. Uh, another thing that I, I think that pawnbrokers, and again, I always think, I always put myself in the place of my customers. Yeah. And I imagine what would I do if I were running this business? If I were here day to day in this pawn shop, uh, a, very small fraction of pawn shops around the country have what we call a monitoring service with their burglar alarm company that provides two-way audio and provides the ability to do voice talks. I mean, what pawnbroker has not seen two guys walk into the store and they don't look good and you feel a little bit uneasy how good it is to actually be able to press a button and have somebody that offsite walks in, logs in remotely, look at all the cameras, opens a talk channel and say, hey, good afternoon, this is such and such security. Uh, we're going to be looking at your place for the next several minutes, how your day today, and get a little conversation going with the people on the counter. 
if those guys are there to do no good, they will find their way back out really fast. For sure. I would never run a pawn shop if I didn't have that safety by my side of knowing that I can get somebody to look in remotely anytime. Yeah. And that brings some level of, of, you know, peace of mind for the clients, you know? So those are, those are other examples. So let's, let's talk about peace of mind. I think, you know, you have a lot of children. How many kids do you have? Uh, just six last time I count. Just, just six. I have two and it's tough, <laughs> tough to do. So six, bravo, my friend. No, no, but listen, I cheated. My wife had to, I had to, we both got divorced, got married again. So we had the Brady Bunch and then we had two more, which we called the joint venture. Uh-huh. So <laughs> now it's like 16 and 12, actually 16 and 13 on Friday. Nice. So, so yeah. Still, you you okay. raised six children, right? So let's kind of talk about how, and every time I have a conversation with you, you, you always say the same thing and we, we really see eye to eye about how. Absolutely you know, life balance is important and how security of this type can help you with that. Correct. Kind of walk me through what your belief is and, and how that can kind of work together with having a, a better life. Okay. Um, I see way too many business people. And of course, we're talking about pawnbrokers, but that applies to everyone. Anyone who has like two, three, four stores or sometimes even one large store, to some degree, they become kind of slaves of their own business. I mean, you you kind of lose focus of what real life is all about and you kind of lose lose focus that 30 years from now, you're not going to be remembering how many days you spend behind the pawn counter, but you're going to be remembering the opportunities that you had to actually be with your family, to have a vacation, to travel, to whatever it is that really fulfills you as a person. I mean, if your life is to be behind the counter and, and help customers all day, more power to you if this is what you really like. But I, I'm sure that most people are not like that. They like to have their time to do other things. And I see way too many business people, way too many public workers not being able to do that. And and I'll use an actual real example that I had the authorization to talk about because it was a quote that I got from a client that almost everybody knows in this industry. Uh, Years back on the NPA, uh, you know, I I, I was at one of those uh, uh, cocktail parties Mm -hmm. and Nikki Shockett, Sam's wife, Sam Shockett's wife, came to me and said, I'm going to tell you something now and you can repeat that. You can put it in your marketing and you can use for the rest of your life. I said, well, what is it? What is so important? Nikki? She said, you gave my husband back to me. Wow. That's priceless it, right there. That's priceless. This, this is, this is, this to me, it gives me goosebumps because it's like fulfilling what I see as a good part of my professional mission in this world is, you, you know, I wish I could, I develop technologies, I look at software, I look at what I do as a means of providing a better and safer life for people. But it's not only in terms of protecting their assets, but also allowing them to achieve that freedom of being able to do things like this. I mean, uh, Sam put those systems maybe now almost 15 years ago, and ever since he has done like uh, international vacations pretty much every single year. And he 
can see his his stores from his iPad and 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 you know he's not there but it's as if he were. Yeah. And they get to enjoy life a little bit. So that's absolutely critical to me. Uh, and it goes to the most simple things. Like, for example, I coach soccer with my son. I coach soccer for the past 18 years. Despite all my traveling and going around the places, I'm always finding a way to back he- be back here for the coach practices and to do that Saturday morning game, you know, that kind of stuff. And I know that a lot of people there wish they could do that, and they don't do it. But if you build up on your technology to be able to be at that game with your son watching or or daughter watching them play or even coaching them, and at the same time you have the little alerts coming and eventually can take a look at the business and make a phone call and resolve things, you know? Family can understand the need for a phone call, but family cannot replace the fact that you're simply not there. I you know, when we when we opened up the pawn shop with Morris we went with a great security system like yours. And it's just because of that. So many times I see Roberto, palm brokers who think that they're entrepreneurs, but the truth is, and this might sting some people, is that they're just building a job. They're not building a business. Mm-hmm. If you're building a job where you can't leave, where you don't trust people, where um, you're always fearful and anxious, you, you, you built a job for yourself. That's it. That's all you've done. You haven't built a business for yourself. You built a job. Building a business is where you can build it to the point where you can walk away from it three, four, five, six, seven days. And that takes time. I understand it, right? And go and enjoy a vacation or at least half a day with your family. Absolutely. You know, my grandfather uh, was the first pawnbroker uh, in our family he worked seven days a week, 14 hours a day till like 85 years old because he never trusted anybody. So he couldn't leave the counter. And so if you can't trust people, at least invest in a system that will help you monitor it so that you can be with your family. Because I know this, your kids don't care. They just want dad home. Like Robert, like you said, to go play soccer. They don't care what car you drive, what watch you wear. They want you to be home. And they're not going to understand, oh, I'm building a business son or I'm building a business daughter and, and I'll be there later. You've got to build it from now, starting now with the systems and procedures in place so that you can enjoy today and for tomorrow. Yeah, because those, those years don't come back. How many decisions I have made in, in, in my life that cost me uh, professionally, financially, many times, both my wife and me, you know, and and we have made those decisions because guess what? Uh, there's there's no more important job in my life than being a dad yeah. and a husband. Those are my first two jobs. Then comes eyes on and and what I do professionally, consulting or not, and and. I'm not saying that you, you should lax and not work, but you need to work smarter. You need to, you need to understand that you are behind that counter a certain number of hours a, a day, a week, a month to actually have the off time as well. You know, I, I, um, I remember vividly my, my father um, getting calls from the security system, or the, the, the alarm system saying, hey, you know, we tripped the alarm and he'd go drive to the store. And uh, I just saw a post by somebody on Facebook who said the same thing. Oh, I didn't sleep well last night. Alarm tripped twice and I had to go check out the store. 
Well, man. Why? That, that lack of, why? Like 2019, right? And if you've got inventory sitting there, you know, melt the gold, you know, close out some of the, the hard goods and invest in a better system so that you can sleep at night so that your, you know, your significant other can sleep at night because they're waking up as well. And then you just get to work and you're not as focused. So please, pawnbrokers, for me, it's so important to invest in the systems, A, that you can afford, obviously. And there's great financing options. Like we couldn't afford the system back when we went with Roberto back in the day. I remember this perfectly. And we went through a financing company and we got it financed and we paid, you know, a percentage. And a lot of pawnbrokers like, what? Pay percentage? When, when <laughs> money on, on charging interest, right? But um, so make, make the investment and just up the security. That way you can sleep at night. So. And, 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 this, and that's another excellent point. And, and, you know, a lot of pawnbrokers are so averse to leasing anything, for example, or getting some finance. And and they're not actually seeing the real numbers behind it because you, you you're actually paying six seven eight nine percent a year for a finance of something that can allow you to continue putting money on the streets that will be earning a much higher interest rate forty percent plus a year. So so, so <laughs> I, I mean why not do it I, I, unless you're sitting on like a, a huge amount of cash reserves. Uh, of course, nobody wants to pay interest if it's not necessary. Yep. But also underperforming your business because you you didn't you don't want to pay like uh, you know seven yeah. percent a year. Yep. It's it, it's a it's a huge mistake. Yeah. So palm workers, listen up. Um, that's the difference in palm leaders and why I created palm leaders. And and Roberto and I have been speaking for years about this. It's not just about creating a job for yourself. It's not about opening up a pawn shop and sitting there 14 hours a day, seven days a week. It's about building an incredible business so that you can go enjoy life. You know, we're in such, this business is so incredible. It really, really is. Yes, it costs a lot of cash at the outset, but we're making a recurring revenue, which a lot of industries don't make. And so let's build these businesses together so that you can enjoy your family. And so Roberto, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast, my friend. Thank I'm you. Sure I'm sure people will uh, see you at, at some of the conventions out there, but if not, um, where can they find you? They can find me, believe me or not, right on my cell phone. Okay. All my clients have my cell phone. Nice. They can call me at 305-281-4946 or just send an email to roberto at eyeson.biz or sales at eyesonbot.biz and if none that them to answer, they, they will find me. My yeah, and, and ask questions. Don't, don't be afraid to ask the questions. You know, that's the most important thing. That is another thing. I'm always available for things like this. Uh, and my team, Mark, gets involved on the on the chats out there. Uh, we're available. We're available resource. I mean, I help clients that are not my clients. Today. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. We we're committed to, awesome. to helping. Roberto, once again, thank you so much. Pawnbrokers who are listening, if uh, you haven't joined us in the podcast community, go to facebook.com and just search in the top bar, Pawn Leaders Podcast Community. Also, if you're ready to get out of just building a job and build a real business, a real pawn business, go to pawnleaders.com and go ahead and schedule a call with me. It's a 30-minute free strategy call where I'll help you any way I can and hopefully have you join us uh, in the mastermind. So thank you guys for 
for uh, listening today and look out for the next podcast. Roberto, thanks again. Thank you. Have a good